some people will say preach you know preach through it you know it's almost like ignore the pain just preach through it yeah lead through it but i rather i rather preach from it welcome to navigation and discovery with cameron singh on today's episode we have ben prescott ben prescott he is the pastor of free chapel orange county also known as free chapel oc uh, which is under the leadership of Pastor Jensen Franklin, uh, which is the church based out in Georgia. And so Ben, I've been following Ben for several years now, listening to his preaching at Free Chapel OC and just learning from the way he preaches. The passion that comes out from his preaching has had such an impact and influence on my life and I was very honored that Ben actually said yes to this podcast interview. And so I was able to just to have an awesome discussion with him on life and purpose and calling. Um, a little bit about Ben. Ben actually is from Australia. He worked in several uh, jobs in the construction industry and then eventually went into a direction of pursuing ministry. And, um, he is a, just an amazing person and you're i'm so glad that you have tuned in on this podcast because whether or not you're a person of faith you are going to enjoy learning from his life and the things that he's experienced and the pieces of advice that he is giving in this episode i learned so much from this discussion and i'm happy to share this with you so really hope you enjoy this podcast interview with ben prescott well, Pastor Ben, thank you so much for being on the podcast. No, thank you, bro. It's a huge honor, man. I know. I've been, uh, it's really an honor having you on the podcast. And thank you for saying yes, because I've been watching your sermons at Free Chapel, Orange County for several years now. And your sermons have been a true uh, and a great influence uh, in, in my life. So thank you for that. No, of course, man. It's was super... Uh... Yeah, super humbled and honored to be able to uh, to do it. And uh, yeah, it's a special, uh, yeah, special time. Awesome. Um, so could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself before we kind of dive in our conversation? Yeah, yeah. So I am, um, obviously, I uh, as you mentioned, I pastor uh, Free Chapel, which is a church under my uh, senior pastor, Pastor Jensen Franklin. So he has the main campuses in in Gainesville, Georgia, with other campuses out there, and we also have a campus in Orange County, California. So I oversee that. Um, obviously, my accent gives me away pretty quick. I'm not from I'm not local. I'm uh, originally from Melbourne, Australia, and so I moved out uh, here to California almost ten years ago. And so I um, yeah came out here and uh, oversee this uh, campus. I'm uh, a single dad and so I have a five-year-old daughter and a six-year-old son um, and so it's uh, yeah I've uh, I live a very active busy fun crazy life at the moment but uh, but it's uh, it's awesome I love it I love being a dad um, and I love pastoring people and so it's uh, and I love where I live so I'm blessed so it's cool awesome. so that's pretty much me in a nutshell bro yeah, you live in the better part of California than where I'm from. <laughs> now we enjoy it. Yeah, and I I do like uh, I have some relatives actually in Melbourne, Australia, and oh, really? nice. in in Sydney, so I I frequent okay. there. So yeah, um, so awesome, awesome. Um, 
wanted to take it back a little bit um, to to uh, take a deep dive in your journey into ministry. Um, so what initially led you to kind of pursue that path in pursuing um, lifelong ministry? Sure. I look. I I grew up going to church. Uh, my parents weren't um, in ministry growing up as such. My my dad's an attorney. My mom's a psychologist. Um, so. Um, but I was, you know, I, I didn't grow up thinking I would, you know, go into ministry. I I was actually in, um, once I graduated, I, I pursued, um, or was in the process of pursuing a career in the construction industry. And, and I wanted to do like, you know, project management stuff and, and all of that. And so I was in that sort of field. And then, um, I wasn't, I wasn't sort of, you know, for a few years, I really wasn't walking with the Lord I didn't have like um, I wouldn't say like I was had any animosity toward the Lord or you know didn't have a faith I just wasn't you know sort of walking with the Lord I was very distracted with you know just the world and friends and just living you know living that life um, and then you know bit by bit as I as I continued down that road of of you know the world and and pursuing really a life away from the Lord um it uh yeah things sort of slowly started to sort of spiral I think for me a little where I um started feeling a lot more empty a lot of unfulfillment I had so many great things in my life in terms of great friends and great job and but there was a lot of um I think just unfulfillment and in the middle of all of that I really uh I really reached out to God I, I remember I just had this moment in my in my uh little apartment thing where I was living and and I, I actually, my dad had given me a, a, um, a Christian um, worship DVD. And, and I remember just like saying to God, like, if you're real, if you're actually like, if, if this church stuff that I've heard about is actually legit, um, then I need you to, I need you to show me, I need you to show up. I need something to, you know, cause I can't, you know, I'm not, I was really in a dark place and I tried everything and just, it was so much emptiness. And so I remember my dad had given me this, this worship DVD. And so when, as I prayed that sort of prayer in my mind, I didn't sort of see it as a prayer. I was more just like, now I know, you know, prayer is just talking to God. But in that moment, I was just, you know, saying to God, like show up or do something or show me that you're real. And so then this thought comes to my mind to put the DVD, put that DVD on. And so I did. So, so I get off my coffee tape, take off my coffee table, this little DVD, put in the DVD player and worship just starts playing. And, and the moment like that worship started playing, I just sense like just the love of God. That's how I would describe it. It was just God's love. And it was, it, it basically just, you know, it, it filled that room. Um, and there was such a presence of God there. Um, and what I love about it is I was so away from God, so messed up, so much just junk in my life. Um, but the Lord didn't wait for me to get my life all in order before he showed up. All he needed for me was a heart that was open enough to say, God, if you're real, show me. And he did. And I had this just a very real, tangible um, experience with with God that felt so personal to me. And and I, I remember just after spending, you know, what was probably a couple of hours in that moment, um, I remember just thinking, you know what? I want to live my life pointing people to an encounter with God like this. I just, it was very simple for me is I just want people to have a personal encounter with God. 
Um, and then it was that week I, I went to church um, that my parents were going to. And and that week I quit my job. I, I quit the girlfriend, uh, broke up with the girlfriend I was dating. At the time, I moved back to my parents' house and I signed up to, to uh, the internship Bible college that the church offered and the rest is history. So for me, it was a very simple I just want everyone to experience. I want to be a part of helping people experience God in the way that I did. And so, yeah, so that, that was it. The rest is history. And that was um, 20, what am I? Uh, I'm 43 now, bro. So now I'm, I'm <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, 20. I must have been, I think I was 22, um, 23 maybe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 20 years ago. Mm. Well, it's awesome to to kind of unpack that a little bit and uh, know a bit kind of your journey and story. I have a similar story where, you know, I kind of walked away from faith um, in in college and then returned back when encountering, you know, there's a, there was a situation where I encountered the presence of God and, you know, he revealed himself and realized mm-hmm. that, you know, even though at times you might have think he wasn't there, he was actually right there yeah. with you. Yeah. And I really love your 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 passion and ministry really comes out in the way you preach. And I I just can't even um reiterate you the passion comes out in the way you preach and the way you deliver and which which I want to watch it every time. I mean, some of your sermons I watch like two or three times because it's so impactful. And now my parents are plugged into Free Chapel and they watch your sermons on YouTube. Oh. And um so you know with with this journey of ministry and pursuing ministry uh mentorship i'm sure had a huge role in your life and having role models in your life um what impact has that had kind of throughout your journey so far in in ministry yeah yeah that's a great question yeah i do you know have um i believe so much in the power of people in our life you know and um you know, I think one of the biggest role models for me was my dad. Um, I would say, you know, both my mom and my dad, you know, I was very blessed to have amazing parents. Um, and um, they they really showed me what it was to to really pursue Jesus and love people. Um, and, and, you know, they taught me the power of prayer um in, in your life and and you know, really demonstrated that. As I said, my ma- my 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 dad. And my parents weren't that, you know, they're both involved in ministry now, but, but, you know, my dad was a lawyer. Um, so I was also able to see, you know, somebody actually work a secular job, but also still put God first and believe God to, to, you know, to guide him even in, in the secular workplace. So he was a huge role model for me. And, and then, you know, I was blessed to have, you know, as I sort of went through, you know, Bible college and, you know, just different friends. I went through, different challenging times in, in, you know, in early on in the faith, uh, you know, one of my best friends passed away at 26 um, and he was killed, killed uh, playing foot Australian, Australian football. Um, and, uh, you know, he was hit in the head and and went into a coma and, and ended up passing away. And, and I would say like, especially through challenging times, one of the things that I think was most beneficial for me was the people that I surround was able to surround myself with. Because sometimes in those moments when things are really difficult and and it's challenging, it's it can you can go through dark times where it's actually really hard to even pray. It's hard to read the word. It's hard to, but in those moments, if you are surrounded by the right people, they keep you on the right path, and and that's what I felt helped me. Whether it was just different friends, 
um, family members were really beneficial. Of course, you know, my, my senior pastor, Pastor Jensen, has been a great uh, role model for me, especially in the, in, the, in the space of preaching. You know, he does that so well and so many things that I've been able to learn from him and glean from him in that. Um, and I'm blessed now to have a great, you know, in addition to that great friends group around me um, that, that do challenge me. Um, but then also people that you can be yourself with, that you can vent to, but then they'll, they'll let you vent and then push you back on that right path to, to believe in God. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely think the right people around you is everything. Yeah, that that's so important. Um, I think for for anyone that's listening is having the right right circles, making sure that you have the right circle of people around you that are not only going to be walking alongside you, but helping lift you up and helping yeah. you um encourage you and also I think holding you accountable as well. Yeah, it's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's- you know, scripture says the safety in a multitude of wise counsel. Mm-hmm. And and so the right people around you, it really is, there is such safety, you know. And then the accountability piece is, is that really is up to us. That's our responsibility, you know, to be accountable. Um, and, and sometimes, especially I think for leaders, like um, I've, I've definitely gone through times in my life when I had good people around me, um, but I wasn't vulnerable enough to allow good accountability um, because we sort of, as leaders, we sort of can sometimes, if you're leading a team or a church or business, you, you can sort of get in this flow like of I've got to have it all together, you know, and and so it's hard to actually get with the right people and say, hey, I'm really struggling in this area. Like there's a level of almost like we we see it as weakness, um, and there's a level of vulnerability that I don't think we're super always comfortable with. And, and I think, you know, as, especially if you're a communicator or preacher, I think, you know, you can be transparent, but not vulnerable. Yeah. And like, like we sort of get up on stage and we can be transparent to people and open and share, but there's a difference between transparency and vulnerability. Um, and so, I think it, it, I think when you the key is surrounding yourself with the right people, but then learning to be vulnerable with those people. Hmm. You know, and and if you have wise counsel and wise people, they can handle your vulnerability. And and that's where it's a that's where it's a win, you know, it's a win-win. Um, and they can help really grow you and, and keep you on track. Yeah, I really like the way you put that is there's a difference between transparency and vulnerability, because especially if you're a leader on a on, on a platform, whether in business, in the church or in government, wherever, uh, it's it's easy to be transparent, but it's yeah. very difficult to be vulnerable. Like I, th- I'm only probably vulnerable with a very small handful of people, but I'm transparent. Yeah. And, and when it comes to leadership. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's good. I think that obviously when it comes to vulnerability, I think there's, you, you've got to be out people, you've got to be able to trust people with, with your vulnerability. And so I think that there's wisdom in having a small group that you're mm-hmm. vulnerable with. Um, you know, you don't want to sort of share everything to everybody. Um, people need to be able to handle your issues and, and your challenge. And that's where it's like, if you have a small group of people, you're in a circle that you can trust. It's such a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. 
And um, through your your journey so far with faith and spirituality, um, have have been there? Ha- have there been any unexpected or surprising moments, kind of during your your journey in life so far, that have really shaped your understanding of your faith and spirituality? Yeah, yeah. Look, definitely. Um, you know, I think. You know, I I actually think we learn. You know, I think we learn more or we're shaped more through our losses than our wins, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's it's because I think it's in those those times of loss is where we feel weak. And, and and it's it's only in our weakness that we then experience God's true strength because his strength, his power is made perfect in weakness. So I think definitely it's it's you know, growth happens, uh, I think a lot. In, in those moments of loss I have you know as, as I mentioned my you know my uh, one of my best friends um, died at, at 26 um, and so that was a challenging time for my faith um, but I was able to come through that with a stronger stronger faith I you know I, I went through a, um, a challenging uh, divorce three years ago as well um, and you know that's that's hard like I've heard a lot about that divorce, you know, before from people and how hard it is, but it's something different when you walk through it. And I think being in ministry, you know, it has a, you know, it just has this, this whole stigma about it and mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, very, very warranted um, because it, you know, it is, is, is such a difficult path and, and as a, as a leader. And so there's those, you know, hits like that, that, that break you down um, and they sting and they hurt and um but they do they do mold us you know and they do shape us it's it's like you know james says consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds so that the testing of your faith that the testing of your faith may produce perseverance or endurance so and it's 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 so true you know and i think in those moments um you know, and also just being, you know, being a single dad, it's, you know, um, you go from, um, you know, leaving the office and, and working and doing, you know, what you're doing, whether it's preaching or leading teams. And then, you know, I, I, uh, I go pick a, you know, a, uh, a kindergartner uh, and put them in the car and, and you're dealing with, uh, you know, the, you know, all of the, the job of, of being a dad. And so it's, it can be a lot for sure, but um, it definitely is in those moments that I've sensed um, God's grace more than ever before, his help more than ever before, um, and just learn to lean on him and, and trust in him. And um, yeah, it, they, they can be some of your most powerful moments, hmm. those moments that are harder. Yeah, I think um uh, the times when you feel the most hurt or most weak, especially in faith, it's really hard to see how you're going to go through it. And, you know, our listeners might be going through something where, you know, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. I, I really don't see the light at the end of this tunnel. Um, yeah. Through your experience, how have you kind of just move forward and not be down in that hurt or weakness and like what how did you try to get through it yeah yeah i think you know in the in the analogy of 
walking through a tunnel that has no light. Um, you know, there's only one way to walk through the dark and that's slow. And and I think there's there's wisdom in that. And I think there's blessing in that. Like, you know, scripture said his word, his words are lamp to my feet. Mm-hmm. And it's a light to my path. And and you know, I think especially when it comes to things where you can't see the end of it. You can't see the light. You don't know, um, you know, where it's going to land or how it's going, God's going to work it out. How, how is he going to do it? There's actually a blessing in that um, because if I see the light, then I focus on the light, you know, and then I just take off running to just, and I'm thinking, get me out of this tunnel, get me out of this tunnel. I'm going for the light. But, but when I, when I can't see the light, it, 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 it requires me to go to a deeper place of faith in him for every step and, and understanding the value of what it is to trust God just one step at a time. And, and there was, you know, there've been seasons in my life where I've, it's been so difficult that I'll, I'll actually I remember like methodically actually breaking down a day to waking up and thinking in my mind, okay, all I need to do today is just get to noon. And it's like, okay, and then when I get to noon, all I got to do is finish out the day. Mm-hmm. And and then you wake up and you do that again, just get to noon. And then it's that's what it's like to live, just go one step at a time. And, and I think also when it comes, the worse or the more difficult or the more dark um, the situation might be, I think the, the, the simpler you need to make it. And I think for me, you know, there were, there were seasons in my life where I've had to really break down the fundamentals of what I know to be true and allow those fundamentals to be stepping stones that move me forward because we can complicate it. And especially when you're dealing with, you know, the enemy, you know, when, when we, when we get, he, he thrives on, on, on confusion and calamity. And, you know, when things get confused, you can get off track real quick. And that's why I think when you're going through difficult times, I think, keep it simple. I remember just establishing three truths. I remember going through stuff that was so difficult, but I remember just establishing three truths one that god is good mm-hmm. two that his word is true and 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 three that god's grace is real god is good his word's true and his grace is real and and it was those were the three things i'm like you know what i'm i'm just there's a lot of stuff i don't understand right now there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense there's a lot of stuff i don't know but i do know this i know that god's good i know his grace is real and i know that his word is true so I'm going to just keep repeating those. I'm going to declare those. I'm going to read just one verse a day and I'm going to stand on that. And then you walk it through. But I think you've got to keep it simple. I think keep it simple. And I think the other thing is I think you've got to got to be very intentional with who's around you when it's dark. Yeah. Who's around you when it's dark. Keep that circle tight. Keep that circle tight because you're very vulnerable when when it's when it's you know 
when it's dark, you know, your senses are heightened. Your, your, every other sense is heightened when it's dark. And so when you're going through something, you've got to be very vulnerable, the voices and the people that are giving you advice and speaking to you. So mm -hmm. that's just, you know, stuff that's helped me. Yeah, I think another thing is like when you're going through those dark times and there's probably several uh, leaders listening to to this right now is, you know, they're going through difficult times, whatever that situation might be, but then they have to go and preach they have to go and and stand up and lead their teams how how how, do, how can people how do people do that or how were you able to kind of navigate through that and and you know even during those difficult seasons or difficult times still go and 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 lead a team and lead a church yeah look it's it's another great question um Look, you know, I think different people have their different, you know, different personalities have their different ways of, of navigating challenges like that and leading through them. Um, you know, some will compartmentalize, like put it all in a, in a, in a, in a box and just lock it down and then pre lead from this box. Um, so I think I've, I've done that to a point. Um, but also I'll find often uh, what I'll do is I'll find a way to, some people will say preach, you know, preach through it. You know, it's almost like ignore the pain, just preach through it. Yeah. Lead through it. But I rather, I rather preach from it um, and find the lesson um, that I can preach that, that I'm, that I'm learning from right now. You know, it's, it's, you know, and, and then, then what it does is it's, you're, you're preaching, but you've got to find that space of victory within this, within the storm that you can preach from, you know, you don't want to, when I say preach from it, you don't want to get up there and just, you know, be a, just a blubbering mess. Cause you're going through hell and, you know, you're trying to figure out a sermon on the way. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's established for yourself. Like for me, for example, like those three things, you know, um, I remember, you know, when I, when I really felt, you know, and established those three things in my own heart, when I was going through challenge and, and I remember actually preaching from that. So I preached a sermon on, on, you know, those, um, I remember it was called, the sermon was called this, I know this, I know. And, and I was talking about three, I knows three solid in it. And I take it from, from the teachings of Paul, the apostle Paul, but um, that where one of the verses was that he says, I know that this will work out for the good. Paul had some solid, I knows, mm -hmm. and I preached a sermon called this, I know, and it's based upon those three things, but that sermon came from a storm and challenge that I was walking through. But I, in the middle of the storm found this space of 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 rest of peace of a surety in him of strength in him and i preached from that and i think if you if 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 it preaches to you something i heard pastor jensen say if if it preaches to you it'll preach through you so if if you feel it like if 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 it's preaching to you like that was preaching to me those verses those three i knows was preaching to me in my storm if it preaches to me, it'll preach through me. And I can, I can preach through, preach that to people. Mm, that's, that's really good. I feel like I'm uh, 
in a coaching session here because <laughs> uh, it's been um it's been i've been getting a lot of nuggets through our conversation so far good. yeah good. so I, wa- I wanted to shift the conversation a little bit and talk about passion and calling if you, you preached on this several times and um it's the the true heart of of the podcast is you know helping people navigate and discover who they are and who they call to be and and what direction um, they want to go. Um, what advice would, and I think passion and calling is is something that I think people struggle with no matter where they are in the age spectrum or where they are in their journey of life. And so what advice would you give to someone who is really struggling and searching to find their passion and calling and their purpose uh, in yeah. life? Yeah, I think it's a great question. I think especially now, because I feel like, you know, I feel like our culture now is probably more distracted than ever before. And I think that's, that's, um, that's, I, I think that is very detrimental to what God has called us to do and what, what people are called to do, because calling is, gives you focus. Mm-hmm. And so really it's establishing really what we're asking is, is, how do you find your focus? How do you find that thing that you're called to do? And and so it's more difficult, I think, now in this day and age because we're so distracted where, you know, there's a myriad of different opportunities coming our way and whether it's there's just simple distractions of social media and looking at what someone else is doing and how they're living their life or different people or opportunities or friends or even obstacles that can get us off track and and distract us um and so i the way i sort of see it you know i think of um there's that 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 verse in hebrews um i think it's hebrews uh, 27 somewhere in there but it, it talks about the the removal of things um that everything that's shaken will be removed so that that which cannot be shaken will remain and so what i sort of say to people when it comes to that they finding they're finding it's difficult to find that focus that passion that call what they're called to do i sort of sort of put it like this it's like as you sort of meander through all the distractions of life and look back at your life and look at the seasons that you've gone through and everything and ask yourself what has what has always remained in you what what has been there's there's been a common thread a common focus that you've had in like for me it was something i was able to identify my my passion obviously obviously we have you know if we're talking ministry or pe- if people are watching they believe is that sole focus is a lot right but when it comes to what god has called us to do for him for me, what I found for me that was just this common thread was my love for people. Like I love people like, um, and I enjoy people. And even when I was trying to just figure out what I wanted to do and, or what I felt called to do, it was, I, as I look back and I look back in, you know, even in, in like school, I just, you know, I loved people. Like I loved, I was, you know, a little bit, mischievous and got into trouble um but you know i i connected with people i used to have a lot of different friends that i enjoyed even ones that were not my friends i still loved them and and still hung with them and even my teachers i got got along with teachers and then even when i went into different 
different jobs. I always just enjoyed, I enjoyed people. I enjoyed diversity and just different types of people and their stories and their experiences. And, you know, I've met some, you know, different characters across the years in all different walks of life. And I was able to identify this common thread in the midst of all of the different distractions of this job and that job and that job and that job. There was a common thread for me. And it was like, you know, what? I, I love, I love getting around people. I love people. Um, and so I would say, I would say to those perhaps watching, it's like, what is that? What is it that always remains? What never, never disappears within your heart, whether it's someone that it's like, I just love to create. It's like, put me in any job. I'll figure out a way to, to find a creative outlet within that job. I'll fit, you know, it's then, then you're creative. God's put something in you. And I think as well, it's, it's when it comes to being led by God in, into what we're called to do, I think the simple reminder that also that, that and it sounds so element elementary to say, but it's like God wants us to find our calling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like sometimes we sort of think of it like God is hiding it over here behind the couch and putting this chair in the way. And he's saying, well, you've got to pray and do this right and do that right and refuse that interview and win at that interview and go through that door, not that door. And if you do this and do that and do that, then you'll find what I've hidden. And it's like, no, he's he, he wants us to seek him. Yeah. But he also wants, he wants to help us in it, you know, and he will guide us. And even when we make, um, dumb decisions and even if we go for a job that we shouldn't have gone for or even if we um, pursue something we shouldn't have pursued if our hearts are right he'll give us the desires of our hearts and if our hearts are right even when our actions are off his grace covers that and you'll land where you're supposed to land and and i've you know I've, i've before ministry i did a myriad of different jobs and and none of them were what I was called to do. But now I look back and I realize how much I learned in every single one of those jobs that actually equipped me for what I'm doing right now that I am called to do. And so I think that simple lesson of what never disappears within your heart, what has always been your passion? Go back. What did you love to do as a kid? What was in you? Um, and, and often that's what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I realized in my so in my early 20s, I was so focused on this is my passion and calling, and this is what it's gonna be for the rest of until retirement. But mm-hmm. one thing I didn't realize is that passion and calling evolves over time. And yeah. I learned that my interests uh were not the same as it was when I was 18, 19, and 20. Yeah, yeah. It, it it truly evolved. And I think especially young people and even like my peers, they stay, they have this like tunnel vision on, you know, they need to keep moving forward in, in this direction, but yet they're, they feel a tug in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And, or also during challenging times, they just say, oh, okay, I'll go back to that thing to play it safe. How do you continue moving forward towards your passion and calling and continue to stay uh, and continue to nurture that? Yeah. Look, I think one, I think when, when you establish clarity in what you're actually called to do, right? When, when those challenges come, when those 
um, difficulties come, when those distractions come, um, it helps you then because you know what you need to remain connected to and what you need to remain focused on. Um, and, and as you do that, I think, you know, I think what it does is you, you learn like, like when you connect with what you're called to do, there's a, there's a, um, it's almost like it feeds you. There's a stirring, there's an energy, there's a, and so it's like, not that you just, just do what, what is easy, but it's almost like there's a grace on it. Mm -hmm. And so whenever things start to feel, um, like I'm striving, whenever I start to feel like, okay, there's not a flow, if that makes sense. It's like, I always want to sort of stop for a minute. Now, now you, you sort of, people have got to sort of take it with a grain of salt because sometimes there's things that we have to do that just suck and we don't want to do them and you just got to push through. But I'm talking more about things where it's like, okay, something, there's not a, I don't feel a natural flow in this space as much. Um, and and it's, so it's almost like I sort of say, you, you want to follow the flow. It's like, think of like, you know, a, I was thinking of like Jesus life. I was sharing it with the church not long ago, but like when you look at Jesus life and everything that he accomplished, right. He was without a doubt, the greatest leader that ever walked the face of the earth and everything that he accomplished, he never seemed to be anxious, striving, stressed, panicked, or even like, obviously there were the, the challenges when he was coming to the cross where we see him in extreme anxiety, but I'm, I'm talking in, in his life when he was doing all of the things he was doing. It's like, he, he was never frantic. He was never like, there was such an ease. There was such a flow to his life. So much so that like, you know, when that woman who had the issue of blood, she just grabbed like his garment and just power just flowed out of him he's like oh wow like you're healed you know he's like the guy's just chilling like you never see him like rattled and and it's such a challenge i feel like for me as a leader i think man like i want to be like that <laughs> you know like i want to be in this place where i'm so connected to my calling that there's just such an ease and there's such a and you know people might hear it and think you know i'm talking about you know living in some fairyland but I just feel like, you know, God, Jesus didn't just come to earth to show us what God can do. He came to earth to show us what we could do. And and if we if we see that as, man, that's there could be an invitation there to connect with him in a space that's so personal and so intimate and be so connected to what I'm called to do. Because there were moments when Jesus made decisions to say, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna preach this sermon and now I'm gonna leave. And I'm not going to take all this crowd with me because that's not my calling right now. I'm going to just take these guys and we're going to roll out. Yeah. And he just decided I'm going to continue to do what I'm called to do. And he was able to stay in that space of ease and flow that I think he's so connected to our calling. Hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's so true. It's like not losing sight of your why. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I think it's so critical. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, I appreciate your insights on that. Um, so as as our conversation kind of comes to a close, um, you know, I, I know I see the passion that you have for youth and it really shows in all the work you do. And what is on your heart right now for when it comes to young people and the next generations? 
Look, it's it's again, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great um question. When I think of this next generation, um, you know, one of my prayer is that that they would have clarity. I think I feel like there's such a um, an assignment, if you like, of the enemy to bring confusion um, on on so many levels. We've talked about a little bit in this in this chat surrounding their calling, surrounding identity. Um, the enemy is just trying to bring such confusion um, because, you know, without vision, we perish. And so it's, it's, he scatters through confusion. So one of my prayers, you know, for the next generation is that th there would be such clarity uh, for their life. You know, we know that the verse, but if we seek first the kingdom of God, then these things will be added to us. Um, and, and with, with that clarity, um, I think when we're clear, I think clarity produces in us a boldness because we're clear. When, when, when I'm confused, I'm on the foot. When I'm bold, I'm on the front. When, I, when I'm clear, I'm on the front foot. And I think that's one of the strategies of the enemy is to get this next generation on the back foot um, because then we will miss opportunities to influence culture for the kingdom. When we are on, when, when there's a, a boldness, scripture says that righteous, the righteous shall be bold as a lion. And, and when there's a boldness within our spirit as to who God is, who I am in Christ and what he's called me to do, then any, that we're not intimidated by, then by any space or any sphere of society, whether it's the arts or entertainment or education or church, whatever it is, we will step into it with a boldness. Um, and we will take that ground for the kingdom of God. And, and that's one of my hearts for this next generation, that with that clarity, um, there would become such a boldness of what God has called them to do, that they would step into those spaces and 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 shine Jesus and see change. Awesome. I really hope that those listening are are taking away some some nuggets from my conversation with Ben and really hope that you can make some application and some lesson learned and in, in, in your life. Um, so thank you, Pastor Ben, for, for that. Of course. My pleasure, bro. Awesome. So I want to lighten the mood a little bit and get to know you more. I have a little bit of a lightning round of, of some fun questions here. Um, so our listeners can get to know you more. So um, what's your favorite? Cause I know your, uh, your roots are from Australia. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite Australian snack? Favorite Australian snack would have to be Tim Tams. Oh, mine too. Which flavor? The original. You cannot, you've got to <laughs> stay on track. Stay on track with the original. They got it right the first time. Stick with original. Next question. Uh, what are you reading? Uh, what am I reading right now? I'm reading yeah. right now a great book um, by John Townsend called People Fuel. Um, that's a really good book. Um there what else am i reading i keep i've read it a few times but the uh um uh, uh bill johnson book um god is good um I'm, I'm reading that again portions of that so they're the two that i'm that i'm uh that i'm sitting in and so uh yeah so um yeah there's but yeah there's i'm always sort of reading like a whole bunch of different different sort of books and i'll read them sort of simultaneously but those are my two main ones right now yeah awesome uh dead or alive who would you like to have lunch with oh great question um dead or alive who would i like to have lunch with i'm trying to steer away from like the christianese you know the apostle paul <laughs> you know whatever 
because obviously all of those would be great. Yeah. I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan. Really? Okay. I am. And so I feel like, yeah, I feel like lunch with MJ would be pretty special. Mm. Okay, cool. And then last final question for the lightning round. What is one bucket list item that you would like to pursue next? A bucket list uh, that I would like to pursue next. Okay, I want to do, I've done a skydive. I would love to do a base jump. I would actually love to do a base jump. So mm. we'll see. I don't know if it will happen, but. Mm. Well, cool, cool. So as as we wrap it up here, Ben, uh, last words of encouragement to our listeners. Last words of encouragement. Um, I think just want to speak hope into you, uh, remind you that whatever you're facing, God's got you, um, whatever platform you're, you're leading from, um, he's equipped you, he's anointed you. Um, keep things simple. Um, love God, love people, stay on track um and uh believe that great things are ahead there's something that i say to my kids every single day and if you go up to my kids they will always have the same response um and i always say to them what's today going to be and both my kids will always say a great day so i just want to speak that over everyone and say today's going to be a great day god's got you he's going to guide you and i'm praying for you awesome well thank you so much pastor ben for being on the podcast and uh it's it's been awesome to to kind of chat with you because your your life and and your preaching has had a huge influence in mine and so it's been awesome to um learn from you and your faith from from a distance yeah of course bro appreciate you thank you for the time well thank you all right man bless you well i really hope you enjoyed this podcast episode with ben so many, so much to unpack in this episode. So much nuggets and so much advice that Ben has given to us with just what he's experienced so far in life and leadership in his pursuing his calling towards ministry. There was so much to unpack there, and um, go back and listen to it again. And uh, uh, you're gonna, I've been probably already listened to this three four times while editing this podcast episode and uh, I just can't get enough of his knowledge and so if you want to follow Ben follow Ben on Instagram his handle is at uh, Ben Prescott and also um, follow his YouTube channel follow Free Chapel OC's YouTube channel and the links to both uh, Ben's social media and to Free Chapel OC are in the podcast description on whichever platform you're listening on. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode, whether or not you're a person of faith, but just learning from um, an awesome, amazing man of God. And also, if you haven't purchased my first book of Navigation and Discovery, or if you have, uh, feel free to check it out uh, in the several formats that it's available on. Um, you can go to CameronSingBook.com, and that link is in the podcast description. And feel free to uh, gift this copy to someone that you feel needs to hear the message of navigation and discovery. And uh, I just wrapped up finishing up my uh, book too. So um, be on the lookout. There'll be some announcements coming up probably in the next few months as I go into the editing stage and finalizing the manuscript of book two. 
and I'm really excited to get this out to you. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for supporting me and uh, really hope this podcast is adding value to you wherever you are at in your journey of life. And the purpose of this podcast is really to bring people from different walks of life, different thoughts, different beliefs, and with hopes that you're able to learn from these different people that I bring on. And um, feel free to go back and listen to some of the other guests that I brought on. I brought on astronauts. I brought on uh, so many people from different walks of life. And there is more to come. The amount of people that I've interviewed and the variety of people that I've interviewed so far in these episodes that are to come for the rest of 2023. I am I have personally learned so much from these people and I'm so happy to share these conversations uh, with you. And I hope that you're you're learning from it. So I would really appreciate your feedback. Uh, you can send me an email, singcameron at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on social media. Uh, you can go to CameronSing.com or just look me up on Google camera nathan sing and you'll see my social media platforms come up on there and uh, if you ever have want to be a guest on the podcast um feel free to reach out happy to uh, give you a platform to be able to share your story and you know because i believe every story is unique whether or not you have you know thousand followers on social media um i've, I've brought on a good variety of people and i just love sharing people's stories and really uh opening up someone's story and having them share the things that they've learned throughout their journey of life whether they're 20 whether they're 16 whether they're 40 or even 70 i love learning from people and i hope that's why you have tuned in to this podcast so thank you again for your support and all the links that i've mentioned are in the podcast description on whichever platform you're listening on and also, don't forget to subscribe and uh, so you receive notification when the next episode goes live. Thank you again for your support and we'll catch you on the next episode.